Welcome, dear viewers, as I am surrounded by birds to another episode of Kicking Myself, our trading card game podcast. Yeah. I am here with the almost entire team, <laughs> and Mark is back. Hey, coffee. Mark is back. Ross is barely alive because Ross survived all three days of the pre-release. Thank you and for surviving. Play. Eh, survive is a play. relative term. Oh, I, I know you opened a pre-release kit. I got some funny stories from yesterday, too, because I, I didn't go to the pre-release yesterday, and uh, I did open my set box. It was very underwhelming. Nice. Well, that's not great. No, it's not. But don't worry, we have collector's boxes to get this week and open, oh and that will be fun. For, for the first time since Strixhaven, I'm, I'm actually excited about the prospect of collector's packs. This is really awesome. Right? The collector's yeah. packs in Strixhaven were also fire. They were. But no, like since done, I thought they were. I mean, like the ability to get it, the foil Japanese uh, mystical arcs on, uh, archives, I thought was great. I think yeah. these are infinitely better because they're infinitely more interesting. And the art in the set is just so beautiful. So oh, I yeah. Mean, I mean, my fiance, who does not play Magic, was opening packs with me and is going to a draft. Um, that her coworkers are hosting, and they didn't invite you. They did invite me. They invited me and said, oh. uh, "You know, help us get magic packs." And I directed them to Dice City, so we'll we'll get some business out of it, right, Ross? I Shout like, out I and like plugs. Getting, I like getting the I, love. I hope they called us before. Oh, it won't be for out. another. Two, it won't be for another two weeks. Yeah, if anyone doesn't know, if you're going to be trying to get. Uh, any kind of packs from Kamigawa over the next couple of week, a couple of weeks, it's going to be really hard. Yeah, the set is basically sold out almost everywhere. Ross, I need to get a draft booster somehow, so we'll figure that out later. But, Just one uh, pack. Just one booster pack. No, or, or pre-release kits if you have them. <laughs> you think we have pre-release kits? Oh, you guys are sold out of pre-release kits? We're sold out of pre-release kits on Friday. Damn, son. <laughs> so talk to me about the weekend, and then I'll talk to you about my weekend and how I I'm I'm now I'm definitely coming up on a reserve list section. I am going through while we are recording this three big boxes of straight bird commons and uncommons that Bernie McKino, happy birthday Bernie, gave to me this weekend as a gift. And I will explain that in a little while, but I want to hear about this set and how hard it slaps. I I do too. Well, you see, you want to know about the weekend, okay? Well, The Weeknd is a popular music artist. <laughs> oh, man. Did you see the Super Bowl halftime show he did last year? That was hot. It was. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, Wait, this is not a music review podcast, Morgan. Yeah. I don't know what you're <laughs> So, anyway. I'm also uh, going to interrupt the podcast several times to ask Ross if a card is from the reserve list, because that's what I can do. There's only <laughs> one bird on the reserve list, and it's not even a bird. Is it? Is it Soria the Falconer? That one actually wasn't one I was considering. That one is reserve list. That one gives birds plus one plus one. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. the week this weekend was pre-release, if you were unaware. And it was popping. That's like the only word that I can use. The like it was constantly just filled. We sold out of both of our events on Friday. We sold out of our first event on Saturday and filled up most of the way of the second event on Saturday. 
and we're like one or two slots from selling out of like all of our slots on Sunday. It was crazy. Um, and pretty much every time that we would free up product uh, because we had like a little bit of extra prize packs, extra pre-release kits because we had a few slots open, they would immediately sell. Nothing stayed on the shelf for more than like half an hour. It was insane. People are loving this set. It is absolutely beautiful. It's very fun for limited in general. Yeah, I, I don't really have much else to say about it. And it's just... Well, you opened a pre-release kit, right? I ended up opening two. Oh, so I, I know you usually we usually get one for the podcast to open and kind of talk about, but I guess you, you did it so you can talk about the contents now. Um, Sure, that's why I did it. Absolutely. That is totally the reason why I opened up two pre-release kits. Always thinking about content, Ross. That's why we like you. Thanks, Ross. Yeah, we appreciate it, Ross. Yeah, no problem. Well, I, I will tell you before you start that, uh, I don't know if you saw the picture that I put forth. I In my set booster, I opened up two foil rats for you. I vaguely remember there being an internet this weekend. Y- yes. I also opened my, my box was not great until my last pack, mm-hmm. which I opened a double mythic pack in. Um, I did, my first pack was Beseju, so I will say that that was sweet. That's awesome. I did get Beseju. That was, that's the most expensive card in the set, aside from like the Frexian things. Um, the mythics were lacking in the box until the last pack, which was a full art um, blue dragon showcase. Ninja Black um, Son of Tamiyo, which is kind of cool, which is like the most expensive mythic in the set, I believe, aside from a couple others. And then a list Tamiyo from War of the Spark. Aww, memories. Oh, yes. that art sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like the other stuff I opened was like a Tezzeret and some, some other junk that I threw in boxes, but like no... No big commander hits. I, I got the the, the precon boar. Um, nothing insane in foils. Uh, the set booster was underwhelming. Even Sharice was like, this doesn't seem like you're happy right now. And I said, no, but I have collector's boosters that we will be opening up. And Mark and me will probably record that sometime Saturday. Did you get we'll any foil time. lands, by the way, Morgan? I did. I got two foil lands, and I am going to... They are unfortunately both a mountain and a forest. Which ones? I don't remember. Womp womp. Is the mountain the Trogdor mountain or the Sezokin mountain? It is not. I do not. Let me find out in two seconds. And there he goes. I also have to shout out my good friend James Alex Keen. He did sell me a Overgrown Tomb Expedition, so I'm one last expedition away from completing my set. That sounds awesome. Uh, Which is the card that you're missing right now? I am missing the Expedition Temple Garden. The oh. least expensive of them all. I remember having the Temple Garden and being very upset with it because it was a Temple Garden. That's why you were upset, right? Yeah. So. Uh, no, I got it and it had like the most horrendous pack wear on it and I was so upset. It just mm. looked horrible. Oh, that sounds bad. I, that, that so cards of, cards of note that I opened. Um. Well, anyway, let's go back to my pre-release kit. Let's go back to the pre-release kit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
In the first one, I got a pre-release Tezzeret. Uh, dibs, by the way. Dibs. Okay. And a foil mountain. Was it the Trogdor mountain? No, it was the the snowy one that I love. That one is so nice. That is so good. I assume Ross is going to want one of each of the arts. I assume I want infinite number of these foil lands. They are ungodly beautiful. Well, good thing we have 12 of them to open in each of our packs that we will be getting. Specifically, though, I need... All of the Paper Lantern Swamp, the one in the alleyway, and all of the Sezokin slash, like, Snowy Village mountains. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that was going to be the plan for you to replace your rat deck with the, uh, yeah. those things. And, yeah, I, I thought um, that was going to play out that way. Probably just going to replace all of my decks with these lands. They're so nice. I'm not sure what it is about, like, the world of Kamigawa and all of this, but I, I seem to remember, and I'm looking at them right now, that the basic land art for the original Kamigawa block, those were yeah. my favorite land arts for probably like Yeah, six, they, sla- they slapped you. They were also very nice. Yeah, they were beautiful. Like, just the skyline yeah. that has all the shimmering stars. Um, I can only imagine if they remade this art right now, like how much foil would come through the actual individual stars with the type of printing that they have now. Uh, I'm really, really excited yeah. to get my hands on some of the... Not not even necessarily like the Japanese treatment of the new lands, but like even just the the art specifically, even if it's the basic normal foiling of them, like th- the art for this yeah. set just looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, even the normal lands, which actually don't aren't like super common. <laughs> because there are I, so many ways to get all common. the other ones. Yeah, so you have the full art lands. And then you have the other lands, because you have the full cycle of the gain lands in this mm-hmm. come in the land slot. Yeah, and so those then, actually look insane in foil. Like, I opened the Dismal Backwater, and I just, like, stared at it for a good That is my least favorite name foil. for any magic card ever, by the way. But but the art in it is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Ross heard that, too. Just Just think about that. Excuse me, I'm going to go grab a drink from the dismal backwater. <laughs> that, that just sounds terrible. Horrible. All right, so Ross, you opened... That was the first pre-release kit. What was the second pre-release kit? Which I'm sure are sitting in front of you, because I know you. Don't know me well enough, because they're my car. Ooh, ah. burn. <laughs> um, the second one, I got a... Purely's foil black channel land. All right. A those lines are sweet. Dibs. Dibs. Apparently he's <laughs> calling dibs on all of my Purely's foils. He, he's calling dibs on yeah. any card you open that is from the set Neon Dynasty. Oh shit. <laughs> that, that's a few of them. That's just a little bit of them. <laughs> um Beseju. Yeah. Cool. And... So we each we each got a Beseju. That's sweet. Tezzeret. Again? Yeah, just one not foil. Dibs, and dibs on that one, too. <laughs> the Altart Lion Sash. Oh, that card's actually really interesting. I think both of them I got Reckoner Bank Buster in, which is a rare, unfortunately. But very good and limited. I have to imagine that one of those Besejus is going to be making its way immediately into your Get Wrong deck. Am I right? Yes. I mean, it's uh, already set to replace 
a cabal pit. Yeah. This is the first time that a land has been printed with a naturalize ability just straight up. Correct? Yeah. And it's kind of crazy because it also comes into play untapped. Untapped. These lands are so good. They are crazy good. You can't have multiples on the battlefield because they're legends. But Yeah, but we're talking commander as a commander. We're talking about legacy lands where that's not going to be a problem. Yeah, it... This card's also going to be a four of in Legacy Lands. It's so dumb. And With, like, Life from the Loam, mm-hmm. you just, like, repeatedly blow up their lands. It's just, like, so gross. Yeah. This particular... It, it's been a while since I've seen a card that has been printed, and it has this type of lasting impact um, that you'll see... Or let me rephrase, a lasting positive impact. Because the, we've seen cards that haven't been printed over the past like year and a half or so, where you're like, oh, this was a mistake in like every format. This is just not fun. But all this is, it is provide, providing some kind of like tool, some kind of answer that you can put in a certain style of deck that it really has been desperately needing, that style of deck. Uh, it's not going to be oppressive, I think, because destroying an enchantment or land doesn't really hurt much. And it's going to be giving the other it's player... It's enchantment, land, or artifacts. Oh, that's just great. And that's it's just great. But it also non-basic land. If it destroyed basics, it would have issues. Oh yeah, that would be a problem. But the fact that it also like Path to Exiles gives them a basic as as a result of it as well. To me, this is thought, it's I a very drew, wait, I thought they drew a card. Am I wrong? No, it gets them a basic. Uh, yeah. It gives them actually better than a basic. A land of a basic type. Yeah. So you can get duels with this. Yeah. But it so it deals with problematic lands. It deals with problematic enchantments and artifacts out of a land slot. It creates the parody as a result of giving them a land in re- return. To, to me, this is a very, very, very good, but also appropriately balanced card for the formats that are going to care about it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is a good card that will see a lot of play, but I don't think it's ban worthy. I think it's great. No, I, I would be very disappointed if this card ended up getting banned. I don't see a reason why, because it's just an answer. And it's yeah. not an answer that's overly under-costed. Like, if, if, when you have a legendary permanent in play and then this thing costs one less, great, you've gone ahead and fulfilled the stipulation. But it still provides parity. They're, they're creating a balance of card, uh, card number, and you are still going down a resource in hand. To yeah. me, this is fine. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and totally necessary for a lot of decks that need it. Yeah, I will say, have you all seen the foils in the set? Mm, uh, not, not I in have person. opened foils in this set, and I will say that some of them are insane, and some of them are... Yes. Okay, so I've seen some foils, common and not. Normally in sets like just baseline sets, the common foils common kind of have like this flat foiling. They don't really yeah. put a lot of effort into it, honestly. For some reason, I felt like maybe it's just the colors in this set, but the even the common foils pop really nicely, mm-hmm. and they look really nice. Yes. I opened... What was the... the um, black card that returns a creature to the battlefield from the graveyard. 
You're asking us, and you're the return one to service, maybe return, return to, to action. Oh yeah, it's the one with the guy cloaked in it, where he like has like coming back in digitally because he died, and then yeah, it's it looks really good. Um, that like I got that one in foil. I was like, holy shit, this looks amazing. Yeah, I, like, like I have to give this to someone who will appreciate it because I'm definitely going to put this in a bulk box somewhere so i just gave it to someone who really uh digs art at the at the shop i keep looking over this spoiler multiple times and i can't tell you how excited i am to draft this set i think the last set that i really really enjoyed drafting was probably call time uh, i've drafted a lot of strixhaven and i did a couple of each of the Innistrad sets and adventures on arena and th those ones were just not nearly as fun but i'm looking at the entire way that this set is built. I'm looking at the art. I'm looking at the flavor of these cards. Like, there's a card named You Are Already Dead. And I'm just thinking, Omaiwa Shinderu. <laughs> right? And I'm just like, I love everything Omaiwa about this. Shinderu. <laughs> Nani? Uh, I will also say, like, even, like, I opened um, the, the sagas in foil look yeah. so good. Like, we could spend this entire episode just gushing about how good this set looks, how good these cards could be, and how well this set could play. Um, I'm not sure if that's what our audience is hoping for. I don't it's just think it three is. grown men just going, oh my God, this is like exactly. Yeah, we're like not gonna we're not gonna make choices like that really easy for <laughs> I will say I did get a Nizumi Blade Blesser foil, which is a rat samurai yeah. for Ross, and a Nizumi Prowler foil, which is the rat ninja artifact creature for Ross. Are they alt arts? Uh, they're both foil regular ones. <laughs> what? That's all I opened. You suck. Bad cards. <laughs> I think that's a good place to leave talking about the new set as far as like what we're, what we're excited about it. Um, but Morgan, you had something that you wanted to talk about this morning, right? Did I? Oh my God. Yes, I did. I did. So I, <laughs> I was at, I was at, the, the former Moose House of Bernie McKino yesterday. Shout out, Bernie. birthday it is, it is today. Happy birthday, Bernie. Happy you birthday again. He has a strange way of showing his, 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 his love sometimes for people and knows I love birds. I was gifted three, looks like, thousand count rows of boxes of just commons and uncommons, but they're all birds. When they were picking through bulk when Bernie owned the company, they would just put birds aside in a pile for me. The idea was, if I was to ever have a bachelor party, to put these birds in a bathtub so that I would dive into them. That sounds painful. Sounds yeah. like a mistake to dive into a bathtub, no matter what it's filled with. Yeah, regardless right. of the contents, diving into something that small is something that I would not do. Right, so what I was asking is, I thought that there was... I thought when I when I heard this idea, I was like, oh, cool, there's going to be some sweet cards. No, it's just commons and then commons. There's yep. no rares yep. here whatsoever. Um, Why would he set aside real cards as a joke? You mean, you mean bulk rares? What bulk rares would you like to set aside? Bulk bird rares? I don't know. Just bulk bird rares. There's lots of bulk bird rares. What bulk bird rares can you think of off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, uh, the wizard from uh, Alara Reborn, the one that puts feather counters on shit. That's a bulk rare. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, if you look at intro decks and starter decks and, and welcome decks, there's like 
horrible black vultures. There is some really bad cards from Amonkhet that are rares. There are some just really bad cards in general from different sets that are like bird wizard commanders or yeah. like... I I tend to recall that a lot of these Planeswalker decks, a lot of these, like, intro decks, for whatever reason, there's always, like, some really bad 1-1 one, one or 1-2 one, flying owl in blue in every single one. I'm just like, yep, it's, <laughs> it's a bird. It does a thing, and it's an and owl. That, and that is what I am sorting through right now. I'm sorting through these three boxes of birds to colorize them and to also see if it, you know, you know, um, I don't know what I'm actually seeing, but... Uh, I did get through most of them. So far, I found a total of seven Vega the Watchers, which I think is the best thing ever to add to the 6,233 Vega the Watchers I and have. And you will keep that count active and updated as you continue to find more, correct? Our Twitter that, audience is ravenous and needs to know. Yes. <laughs> is it, did Four, it really get that high? Yeah. How did it get that high? People keep sending me Vega the Watchers. <laughs> This is amazing. Or the Watcher art cards, <laughs> Ross. I may or may not have given you one yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so the um, thing that I love about this whole thing with the Vega the Watchers, and, and I certainly hope that people keep jumping on this wagon to keep throwing more Vega the Watchers towards Morgan, is Morgan simultaneously loves this and, and despises it, this. Like, yeah, he has it, no middle-of-the-road emotions. It's only all of the strong emotions of this. <laughs> I mean, now, if someone were, like, to be like, hey, I have the original print for Vega the Watcher, like, or I have the original art for it, I'd snap by it. 100%. Who's the artist on Vega the Watcher? Uh, DZO and Paul Scott Canavan. Okay, I need to find out who their agents are. We need to get them on the podcast. No, I need to uh, get all the artist proofs. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, Paul Scott Canavan. Yeah. Vega is actually not legal in one format. What? Uh, a popper, popper, but you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the fact that we, the fact that I understood it, the joke <laughs> when it was that dumb makes me feel bad. <laughs> no, it just means that you and I are on the same wavelength. That that's all that matters. So we we had a SCG con this weekend, and the Legacy Pit, which uh, I follow pretty aggressively because their content is fun, and they're also mostly all of them are, are big wrestling fans as well. Uh, did really well this weekend. Um, our my friend Jordan Burnhouse, Jordy B, um, came in fourth in the uh one of the big uh events there or modern the, classic the modern classic yeah and uh you know shout out to to travis and his team they do really good content and uh david sittinger and a lot of the people who are there kevin um i think had a really good showing in legacy um so I'm, I'm i'm excited for them you know it's really hard to come out of a pandemic where there's no real like big tournament plays and be able to continue to practice and keep your craft up with formats when you're not really actually playing the formats that well in in um in person and have a really good showing as a whole team so shout out to the legacy pit they're phenomenal their content is great travis i love you jordy i love you my man you are great keep it up i'm sure you played some kind of red deck <laughs> Did Ryan end up getting to play, or was he judging? I have no idea. 
fair enough. It, yeah. It's really, really impressive to be able to see a team or pretty much any group of professional players continue to be able to show or e as a professional, aspiring professional, um, members of the greater community that people recognize, things like that. It's really, really nice to see people consistently keep their game up when there has not been an area for them to be able to like truly hone their craft. Like the ability to go into a tournament and still keep up all of your uh, tendencies and the habits that you've instilled to help you when you're around a lot of people, when you are trying to like think of like poker face that you have at particular moments, if you've primarily been playing online during the past couple of years, there are a lot of skills that can go away if you haven't been in these settings for a long period of time. Oh, and yeah. it really shows like the value of having a local group that you can keep within your social bubble or that you could keep within your social bubble and keep meeting with them over and over again. Cause these legacy pit guys, they've been, they've still been with each other, right? Yeah. They've actually been playing at the store I work at. Yeah. Uh, Dice City games for like the last year or so they've been pretty, like they've been coming pretty regularly and we just recently sponsored them. So that's it's awesome. pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're happy to be able to sponsor like one of the most premier legacy groups out there. I don't know how well they did in the actual legacy tournament, but it honestly doesn't matter. Like, doesn't matter. Yeah, they they did awesome, and we're happy to be sponsors to them. I think the question that everybody who's a fan of Dice City Games Not, has is how okay. good are they at old school? Right? <laughs> I haven't seen some of them at our old school tournaments. Hi, we're back again because we had a brief intermission of me losing my brain. Um, but that's okay. Um, the audio of him all, losing his brain will be locked behind a paywall. If you're interested in that, go ahead and tweet us at uh, kicking underscore myself on Twitter and email us at kickingmyselfmtg at gmail.com. But locked behind a paywall, you'll never hear it unless you pay. Can you feel it, Mr. Krabs? Also, it appears that the intro to the next conversation did not make it into recording. But what we're talking about now is the upcoming epic matchup between one John Medina from Alchemist Refuge with uh, our own Morgan. And this is Morgan talking about that. We should try to sit down and do it this week. And I said, all right, man, well, I can battle you on Saturday night. And he said, Saturday night is when we're hosting the, the, uh, the, the pre-release challenge, man. And I'm like, John, we got to sit down and hammer this out. And, and the reason it's hard for us to do this is we record our podcast on Sunday. John is off on Sunday, so that's a no-go for us whatsoever. Why is that Friday, a no-go? We don't spend the whole day on the podcast. Well, John, I mean, I mean, listeners, work. we spend all day on the podcast. Very, very rigorous work. But I said, John, it's, it's hard because Friday and Wednesday, you're streaming Pack Club, which is, you know, your lucrative business. Monday is Monday, Tuesday, and, and Thursday. I'm usually working till a certain point in time. Saturday, I'm a, I usually have work, so we, we're, we're trying to get it hammered down. We're still trying to get it hammered down. However, again, our audio got lost here. But we are targeting one of the Sundays over the next couple of weeks. So let us know if you are excited about this. If any of our listeners out there have a bead on the Kamigawa poster for the WPN one. Oh, yeah. Hit us up. So I, beautiful. I misplayed and could Very have... pink. Yeah, well, I neon. I just didn't, you know. Yeah, this poster looks awesome. Um, the question that I have right now is, 
where in your palatial estate do you have room to be able to put this? Well, that's also a very good question, honestly. Uh, the the Innistrad posters, surprisingly enough, I thought they were going to end up on the wall. They ended up inside the guest bathroom, and they look really good. <laughs> they look really good in there because they're companion pieces. So when you're, you know, when you're washing your hands and things, they hit differently in the light. I would like the Neon Dynasty one. Uh, I haven't hung oh, are you mm-hmm. only in there when you wash your hands? I usually go to the bathroom in the bathroom. I mean... Yeah, if I'm taking a bath, I can. I, I, I usually just like you know eat my. They dinner look really good bathroom. under candlelight too. Ooh, so like if you ramen like in a bathroom. Yeah, ramen in the tub. Bathroom. Ramen. Tub ramen. Tub ramen. <laughs> I'm just saying. Tub ramen. <laughs> you um, have tub ramen. You can have sink moonshine, and um, actually no, it would be toilet moonshine. That's my bad. Ooh, Ross, if you're up by Paradise today, because you're going to be up there, shout out to Paradise Games. You <laughs> should go to, to that other. You should go to that other store, the one that was in the pool, pool store, and see if they have that poster. Uh, they won't. <laughs> I All can right. already tell you that Fine. because they weren't WPN when this set came out. Fine. The reason why they had to move was because they lost their WPN status. No. Was um. Was Paradise isn't the place that had all the Allens, right? That's Curio Cavern, right? That's Curio, yeah. You know what? Just shout out to every single store in the greater DC metro area, all right? Just shout out to all of you. Okay, so I'm just going to start listing them off. Games and (laughs) stuff, level up games, uh, Black Sun games, uh, Curio Cavern, hashtag gaming arena, that little dinky shop that I can't remember the name of that had the weirdo. I mean, what? Uh, Dream, Dream we, Wizards, we already talked Dice about Dice City Games. Yeah. Uh, Labyrinth. Did you say we already just uh, talked about Dice City Games. Is that what you're going to say? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, Big Planet Comics was a WPN. Story. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Big Planet. Yeah. I would actually like. So I taught. They Wait, have, how is Big Planet a WPN? I just said stores. Oh. They, well, he said I, it was WPN. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, my former boss, Peter, in College Park, it's a WPN store. Then get his poster. I was saying they have product right now. So if anyone needs product, hit up Big Planet Comics in College Park because they have product. Nice. Awesome. And I believe yeah. they still have pre-release kits, too. Ooh. Sounds like somebody's taking an Uber out there just to grab pre-release kits. Morgan. Morgan's working today. Because <laughs> we, uh, in fact, did break tradition. As we stated earlier, we did not make an entire mess of an episode opening product. Yeah, I'm grateful we'll for that. Definitely Instead, do though, that you can go point. watch the video on <laughs> Instead, if you want to watch what I opened, because I did buy one from Medina, um, and I will get to play via Tabletop Sim, um, and it's one, one win equals one pack, go to... Uh, Medina Streams or Alchemist Refuge and watch the video on demand. My pool is actually pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. And I, then I got to got a, uh, get a juice box pull because every three packs you get, uh, Medina will pull a random card from his juice box. Yeah, the uh, juice box is pretty sweet. There's usually and, some really nice things in there. Yeah, I was upset because the I pulled the white dragon from the juice box. And I was like, Medina, is there any way I can use this in my pre-release kit? And he's like, no. And I'm like, you schmuck. Womp, womp. Are there um, still core lashes hanging out in that juice box? That no, we, we need we need to rectify. No, we need to rectify that though. 
So, oh, and you send them more signed uh, Corlashes. Yeah, Ross, if you see Corlashes today, let me know. Um, we'll buy them for a quarter each. Quarter each. They're like not worth that. They're worth yeah. way we'll buy more them for tw- seven cents each. Quarter each. Quarter for for some reason, I don't think a store is going to say yes to that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, so, and, and yeah, go ahead and watch that Medina stream uh, from the end of the pre-release week uh, where Morgan's pre-release, uh, where Morgan's packs were opened up. Yeah. But we are also going to uh, do a video stream as well, opening up the collector boosters. Um, are you guys free after we record next Sunday to be able to do that? Yes. Yes, I'm free. Yeah. So why don't we go ahead then and say, listeners, we will go ahead and on uh, Sunday, February 20th, we will go ahead and have a video stream on our Twitch account, which will be my Twitch account, which is twitch.tv slash ransack82, R-A-N-S-A-C-8-2. Most of you who listen to this have already uh, came and watched the first commander stream that we did. And I swear at some point we will eventually do the second commander stream. (laughs) Says you. <laughs> you, you guys didn't like what I did with Seth, uh, Seth actually oh. asked me Seth actually asked me about that in the car the other day. He's like, I actually got to play my deck the other day. When are we gonna get to play our deck? So maybe <laughs> maybe Sunday is the day we do it. Yeah, let, why don't we do like Sunday is gonna be our video streaming. We're gonna go ahead and play. We'll all four be together for the first time yeah. since and we'll go ahead and actually do the commander battle. Like we'll just make a day out of it. Sure. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like fun. I like that. We can open a box in between or before the game's open, and then as the game's open, we can figure it out from there. I like that idea. Sounds great. And Oh, oh. Uh, there's one more thing I would like to talk about. Uh, so, I will say, it looks... Uh, it, yeah, that, that, that. I will say that Kamigawa is looking really interesting, but also, as a misprint collector... It's looking kind of spicy, where it <laughs> it's looks not like a ninja set is going to be pretty heavy in misprints from just the opening weekend, at least the first runner product. Um, so the last few sets hasn't haven't been like too heavy in misprints, so it's actually been pretty good QA. But it looks like the QA kind of was a bit iffy on this one. Womp womp. Lots of crimps. A lot of like cut in half cards, which is interesting. Normally, like they're like only one or two a set, like that you that even pop up now. Like I've seen like five in the last weekend. Is there a particular booster that these come out of more frequently? I do not know. To All right, that would honest. be good to know. Yeah, and I saw one um, that uh, one one that looks like a thumb thumb from. Uh, Spy Kids. A what? I don't know what that is. <laughs> you guys, do you guys not remember the first Spy Kids movie? I was too old for the first Spy Kids movie. I vaguely remember it. Okay, I am a little bit younger than Morgan, but they're like these things that are like all thumbs. They're That's what they are. Their heads are thumb, their arms are thumbs, their feet are thumbs. Oh, yeah, I remember to... these guys. Uh, there's like supposed to be a joke that they're clumsy, but um, oh, and so, all thumbs, gosh, yeah. And the there's like this one, the zero zero that gets a one one that's like a helper, and it just reminds me of a thumb thumb for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, and I saw one like just like straight up cut in half through the head. Oh. <laughs> it, it's great. 
We'll definitely have to keep out some for keep an eye out for some of these misprints. And if you have any you want to send our way, I'm sure that Ross would be more than happy to be able to add them to his collection. Oh, well, I would say at least just send us pictures on Twitter. Yeah, that'd be good. And if if he doesn't want to add them to his collection, I want to add them to my janky misprint collection. And I have a story about that that we did not get to touch on last week. We so should I'm save gonna... it for another podcast. Oh no, it's it'll take two seconds. No, we no, should no. save it's gone the moment's gone okay the only thing i will say is ross needs to look better through the bulk in his cars that's all i will say <laughs> all right then is there anybody else that we want to shout out before we wrap things up um, <laughs> we wrapped out we shouted out like the actually the entire dmv card stores and uh legacy pit uh shout out to all of those gentlemen and women and wonderful wonderful humans uh anybody else yeah, shout out to our co-host Seth who went two one at his pre-release yesterday, and uh, I heard cleaned up pretty well. Yeah, he went two and one. I heard. Yeah, and by he heard, did. I mean he texted us and said I went two and one. I was there. <laughs> I witnessed the two and one. He got the he... surgical extraction ninja and the black mythic dragon. That sounds really cool. And what then went the two surgical... and one with that. What is the surgical extraction ninja? The this ninja you don't think is a ninja. Oh, it's Katose, right? I really like the the art on the um, showcase version of that. Well, okay. Yeah. Maybe one of us will open up on stream and we can go ahead and go into more detail about that. But that's what we've got today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And Morgan, why don't you give us our early, early morning on a Sunday after the Super Bowl, really exhausted uh ross needs a cup of coffee theme song what what huh